Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible. Today is day 92. We're reading the Gospel of Mark, chapters 11 and 12 today. Your hosts are Dave Moore and Gary Liberati. This is the Daily Reader for day 92, Mark, chapters 11 and 12. Yesterday, the rich young man approached Jesus as he was setting out on his journey. Today, we learn the destination of that journey, Jerusalem, with thousands heading there for the Passover feast. It would have been possible for Jesus to attend unnoticed, and certainly would have fit his pattern of secrecy. But all of that gets overturned, literally, in just a few hours. First, he proceeds into town on a colt, just as the prophet Zechariah had said the king would. And not only do his supporters pick up on this, but he does nothing to stop the parade. Second, after a night in Bethany, He discovers that the temple has been turned into a profit center for worship items. Enraged, he drives out the sellers and overturns their tables and would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. The remainder of our reading is launched by Mark's observation that, upon hearing of this, the chief priests and scribes were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. The events of the next day which occupy the rest of chapters 11 and 12, focus on the various approaches that the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes used to try to discredit and entrap Jesus. Now notice the cat-and-mouse game of that pivotal day. Jesus is asked a series of questions. By what authority are you doing these things? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? If a woman is widowed seven times in the resurrection, whose wife will she be? And... Which commandment is the most important of them all? Mark lets you know that each one is a trap and lets you see Jesus' agility and boldness in implicating the questioners. Only once does he answer directly, and readers of the Pentateuch will recognize the references. As I've said many times, notice how Jesus plays the crowd against the Jewish leaders. At times, the crowd is leveraged to protect Jesus, as when Jesus appears to condemn the Jewish leadership as ungrateful tenants on God's rightful property. At others, Jesus speaks indirectly to the Jewish leadership through them, as when in his teaching he said, Beware of the scribes. Mark gives you a front row seat to the rising tension, preparing, it appears, for a final confrontation. Our verse for this week again is Psalm 138.8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Mark chapters 11 and 12. Now let's read it. Chapter 11. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord has need of it and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street, and they untied it. Some of those standing there said to them, What are you doing, untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who were before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And he entered Jerusalem and went 
into the temple. When he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in a distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple, and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he, wouldn't allow, and he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it, and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him, because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching, and when evening came they went out of the city. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots, and Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it shall be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. And they came again to Jerusalem. As he was walking in the temple, chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him. And they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me. And they discussed it with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But shall we say from man? They were afraid of the people, for they all held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Chapter 12. And he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a pit for the winepress and built a tower and leased the two tenants and went into another country. When the season came, he sent a servant to the tenants to get from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. They took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again, he sent to them another servant, and they struck him on the head and treated him shamefully. And he sent another, and him they killed. And so with many others, some they beat and some they killed. He had still one other, a beloved son. Finally he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenants have said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. And they took the son, him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing and is marvelous in our eyes. And they were seeking to arrest him, feared the people. For they perceived that he had told the parable against them, so they left him and went away. And they sent to him some of their Pharisees and some of their Herodians to trap him in his talk. And they came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion. You are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or should we not? Knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why put me to the test? Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. And they brought one. And he said to them, 
whose likeness and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. Jesus said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. And Sadducees came to him, who said that there is no resurrection. And they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but leaves no child, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and when he died, left no offspring. And the second took her and died, leaving no offspring. And the third likewise. And the seven left no offspring. Last of all, the woman also died. In the resurrection, when they rise again, whose wife will she be? For the seven had her as wife. Jesus said to them, Is this not the reason you are wrong, because you know neither the Scriptures nor the power of God? When they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. As for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the bush, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? He is not God of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, that there is no other besides him. To love him with all your heart and with all the understanding, with all the strength, and, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when, Jesus saw, and when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared ask him any more questions. And as Jesus taught in the temple, he said, And the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David. David himself in the Holy Spirit declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord, so how is he his son? And the great throng heard him gladly. In his teaching, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplace, have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put more in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible.